me. Episode 238. He's got to throw some cold water on the situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek, giving you the info you need to achieve mega nerd status. Mega nerd status. NetHeads. 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 You guys rock. And now, here's Will and Trent. No one listens to the radio. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to podcasts. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Yeah, that's right, everybody. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. My name is Will. And I'm Trent. And you're listening to another edition of NetHeads here on Smodco Internet Radio. Smodcast.com. If you want to take part in the program, you can one of many ways. One of them is uh, Twitter. Why don't you educate them, Trent, on how to do that? Dude, I'm going to educate you just like um, Andy McElfresh, but with zero work put into it. I'm just going to tell you about Twitter, what they already know about, but they may not. They may not know about, and it's not. NetHeads is a hashtag. (laughs) That's all you got to use. Like DC can tell. Hopefully he's able to listen to us live this week instead of just um, sneaking into a uh, milk cooler and giving us a call. <laughs> or Ryan Connolly. He would do that yeah. too. I think you meant yeah. Ryan Connolly. But... Yeah, yeah. At DC can tell on, oh, on DC the Twitter. Can... Oh, no. I didn't know he was in a, in a stocking position. That's uh, that's Al. Alan Youngston is how we used well, to know him, but he don't live there yeah. nowhere, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. If I Who may knows? use good English. By we, the way, um, just we're all to, over the place. We are speaking of being all over the place, Trent. Uh, I got to tell you that uh, I'm definitely all over the place because uh, today we're trying something new. And and I got to say uh, to everyone uh, that may be watching our YouTube video, welcome to 2012. Thank you. 2012, we're on YouTube here yeah. for you. <laughs> See, uh, one of the things uh, that. Uh, well, there's a top secret project going on here at NetHeads, and uh, we're not allowed to divulge it, but it, it's funny because today is one of those days that I think exemplifies one of the things that you really need to know about podcasting, and that's that uh, in internet uh, publishing in at all, I think. Yeah. You just need yeah. to be able to fly by the seat of your pants and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and do everything. Uh, and you got to know how to troubleshoot it, which is what we've been. We originally wanted to start. It's now an hour and a half later. Yeah, no, but you bring up a good point. And I, and this is this is something I think unique to a very few people. I think uh, and podcasting in itself is, has taken off and it's so big because the idea of podcasting, recording something, treating it and then putting out is a relatively easy concept. Right. But we, we that's not enough. We want to jack the shaft a little bit. So <laughs> we try to. We try to broadcast it, right? And that's... <laughs> I, I just got to tell you, last night we were watching... Um, what were we watching? Uh, we were watching Saturday Night Live. Uh, oh, we, my God. I just finished watching this this episode. Did you watch? Did you, did you do that the whole time we've been trying to troubleshoot? You're like, well, I'll just get this going. Well, I, I yeah, actually. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what happened. 
I don't freaking blame you. But uh, so we were watching that, and I think they did one of their bachelor parodies last yes. night. Yes. Oh, uh, on bearded, sculpted bearded guy or something like that. Yeah. I, and and the thing that I loved about it was that as we're getting ready to get up to to go to bed, and, and I got to tell you also, uh, if if we forget uh, later, Trent, or if I forget even moments from now, uh, yeah. I'm gonna ask you to also go ahead and give me a reminder. Uh, about uh, potentially uh, just how lazy my house has now made me. Uh, the, okay. The Amazon I, Echo. Has, hold has, on. Let, let, let me just mark this down here. Pull up my Sharpie. Write right. it on oh, the wow. screen so I don't forget. Don't do that. No, don't. That's nope. permanent. That's uh, Get your white oh, out. Yeah, this, the, yeah I, I, this is a king size here. I should not have done that. <laughs> that you don't screw around when it comes oh. to those. No, uh, sir. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Last night, uh, you just said uh, something about the shaft, and and my wife was completely thrown when one of the contestants of the uh, of the Bachelor Game Show referred to something as you know just randomly giving you hand jobs whenever you like. Yeah, and I'm like a really sexual person, so I'll just give you a hand job or, or yeah, whenever you want. I'll, ju- or, I'll jerk you I'll whenever jerk you, you want. Off. Yeah, that's what she says. And the thing I loved about it, it was something harsh enough to where my wife was suddenly what? Wait, <laughs> like not they- really paying attention, but like what? More like, did they just say that on TV? <laughs> oh shit, dude! I remember, I remember watching Saturday Night Live with my folks, and Adam Sandler's Opera Boy came on, and he sang about masturbating in the tub, and I, I vividly remember being how awkward it was in the room. My mom's like, "Oh, should we be watching this?" Yes. And everyone just kind of like, yeah. Yes, because it's fun. Yeah, I'm like, mom, you don't clean out the tub. What do you care? Exactly. Um, so uh, anyway, that that happened. But yeah, we're we're pushing it, and and also we recognize that there are, you know, as long as there's a way in the long run, as long as there's a way to yeah. track your metrics, uh, yes. diversifying your product to get maximum distribution is one of the yep. best things you can do. Yep. So in other words, like if we can just tally on whatever, like we had this one fluke episode on YouTube where somehow we got like three or five thousand views. Yeah, which is like uh, nothing we've ever done since. Oh, um, and uh, we we were never able to crack the code of what happened there. We just randomly must have picked a very important date in history after the fact. Um, yeah. but uh, we we have no idea what happened there. Uh, but you know, as long as we could add, say those those downloads, uh, for that episode to the total episode count, it would make us more desirable from advertisers. Not to mention, uh, you know, uh. We would be able to use YouTube as a distribution area. The same way if we wanted to, I, I almost feel like the way the crazes are going, we may want to look at doing this once in a while on Facebook Live. You never know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, man, I tell you what, Facebook is trying hard to make Live a viable thing. You know what I mean? They are like It's a button right on top of the app now. They're not screwing but, around. Oh, on top of that, there is basically anything else you can turn off all notifications for of any feature. Except live. The only way you can turn off a live notification is if someone goes live, you click on the notification and then go to um, unsubscribe from live notifications from this user. And you have to do that individually for each person. Otherwise, on top of that, uh, this week in my uh, newsfeed on Facebook, there was a uh, sponsored ad from Facebook of an article titled, how to go live on Facebook Live when you feel like you don't have anything to go live about. Because <laughs> that's exactly what we want to do in the world. 
Um, okay, oh. so sorry for the massive tangent, uh, but we've been troubleshooting because um, we have had uh, traditionally it's we've always treated this as it's it's the podcast, you know. Yeah. It, we happen to record it live just because I don't know, but we do. I I I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I maybe it's because I came from radio, so I feel there's a there's something in going live. I like you know because you can hashtag netheads. You could also call in at uh, nine two five or what is it? Yakbet ninety twenty. Yakbet ninety twenty. And if the uh, if the number is still working, eight six 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 one zero. Will I honestly don't know. I don't. We don't. Know if yeah, it works. we don't. We don't. Have the science to know these things. No, yet. nor do we have just like a phone we could call from. We're not going to do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you can interact with us, and I like interaction. It's nice to, it's, yeah. and plus there's that yep. kind of, I think part of the reason why I like live isn't so much the the fact of going live because it really is second nature by now, at least for yeah. me, for you. I mean, you're even, I, I just found out moments ago you're twitching. You know, you, yeah. got, you got twitching going on, Trent. Yeah. The whole thing, the whole, the whole, uh, video game Twitch stuff. Yeah. Which, you know, we could do that too. So, uh, my whole point is, uh, we, we were going at it the laziest way possible, which was just beautiful. We could still have the, the little lower thirds that tell you about us and yeah. the camera would automatically switch when we talked and we used Google Hangouts, but it turns out that they are, you know, in case you haven't noticed, there have been new apps popping up on your Android or your Google yep. devices that are like aloe and something else. And they're meant to be the consumer-grade product because I think they're trying to take Hangouts and move it to the enterprise-grade product. Mm -hmm. As such, they they they're, they announced that they're pulling out support for the API, you know, so people could make apps for Hangouts. Right. And uh, as such, the, the toolbox, which is what displays our lower thirds, it, it's, it's already gone. And, and, and because of that trend, I have delayed us by an hour and a half just so we could try and get OBS going, which is which is not does has nothing to do with your your um open bowels. No, no, it's 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 open broadcast <laughs> software, and it's great because once you understand how it works, just like anything, actually, yep. you know, you're able to to do exactly what I want to do. You know, if I want to have that animated title screen letting people know we're live, and maybe I I need to pick my nose, and you're doing something, I could run yep. this. There's the show number if you're watching, and then you got me and you got Trent. The only bad thing is that I can't, uh, it's not auto-switching for you and I now. So I can yep. literally forget if you're talking and it could be me on screen and I wouldn't know. Yep. That's why I, but the good news is if I wait for you to talk and I hear you talking, it's also the way I get to see you now. And also I am apologizing oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So to our entire audience. Forth. Trent is actually coming in via Skype as a win captured window on the machine what up? and, and ask that there's one consequence there's a little mouse that moves around occasionally that's me doing so you can see you'll always know it's going to cut to me because you'll suddenly see the mouse over right around the left part of the screen right there. in here yeah exactly and uh but also so here's everything that transpired i, I knew this was coming trent i knew this change uh, nice uh, i knew this change <laughs> I, I knew this change was something we were going to have to make, and uh, so I, I got everything rolling. I got everything loaded. I even thought, all right, let's make sure we take the uh, – let's get rid of the – the the because I've complained about this a few times now – the Skype yeah. uh, app. Let's get rid of that. Let's download the desktop program for Skype, make sure that's not an issue. So first thing we run into in this entire new setup, first thing we have happen 
for some reason, Skype is not letting us call one another. It won't no. let us. We're initiating the phone calls, but the other side doesn't see the phone calls. So Correct. we've got that going on. At the same time, I then realized that the uh, we're using open broadcast software. I'm using uh, 17, uh, version 17 in the 64-bit uh, realm on Windows. Yeah, um, and I, I, which, which was hard when it came for any uh, kind of advice I might have, seeing how I'm using a beta version. <laughs> Oh, Trent, you dick. So Trent needs to update his <laughs> software. So that's one thing. I could have, uh, you know, lessons learned. I could have uh, let Trent know that that we were going to go this route. I, I could have said that this is happening. And well, I, didn't. I didn't. Well, that's yeah, fine. Uh, anyway, so uh, so I didn't tip him off there. Uh, so I also had the complication, though. Is the Skype issue just because of Skype? Or is it because I'm trying to use the video camera for the open broadcast software and Skype can't use the video camera because OBS is using it now? Oh, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Me being who I am, Trent, uh, I I went around the desk. I disconnected a, a webcam from another computer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I hooked it up here. So I'm, I'm using Skype so that we can see Trent and Trent can join us real time. And I got to talk to him. But also... There is a second HD camera hooked up specifically just so Trent can see me. So he doesn't even see what we're I'm seeing. Yeah, but you know what? No. We're happy to be here. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's just, it, it's interesting the challenges we sometimes go through. And I apologize if anybody is listening and they find this to be like the least, uh, their least favorite part of the show. Uh, you know, especially you're thinking, guys, it's been over five years you've been at this now. Seriously. Hey. It the internet's change on a daily basis. But step off. Yeah, but you know naysayers. And also, one of the other things I want to apologize is I'm also in the uh, lowermost corner of the right part of the screen when you're on screen because I can't get rid of the little preview window. Because right. I, I at I, at the point where we actually got the signal going, I officially could not give any more Fs, none whatsoever. Yeah, you I, you I, had lost all Fs to give. I was Jerry Lewis on a PBS interview, is what I was. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. Well done, <laughs> well done, sir. I I I couldn't even watch more than the first few moments. Uh, but it wasn't until Hollywood Babylon, the uh, from the sixth, that uh, I I got to hear some of the other parts, like they ask. When was the first time you came to Las Vegas? In 1947. And then it says, and has it changed since then? No. No. It's like, oh, come uh, on. Now you're not even trying. We all know Vegas is m vastly different. Oh, completely different. I mean, the Debbie Reynolds Hotel came and went. Uh, it, actually, I think they finally demolished it, too. It, it, which, by the way, you, sh you should know of, Trent, because I think there was a, a while there where the former Debbie Reynolds Hotel, which I stayed in, and, and Jim and I, uh, because of the poster art, that they have around we just referred to as the Dead Celebrity Hotel. Um, we, we went there, and uh, at the time, the building was in transition because they were attempting to be a hotel and casino for either the WWE or the WWF at the time. Yes, that's right. I do remember that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pre-XFL days. Yeah, so that was a... That was a, a, a reason why I bring up the Debbie Reynolds. I have no idea where I was going with any of that. But anyway... Um, you know, the internets are constantly changing and so are we. So, you know, in all fairness, that is going to be part of the discussion. Uh, it's very interesting to be, uh, uh, going with this new approach though, because now we have a new, uh, lower third that once again, uh, you see one simple program and it just forces us to up our game a little bit. No more yep. can we use the excuse of the, 
shitty graphics. And I have no idea, by the way, how this is streaming. So if you guys, <laughs> Lee Velasquez on Twitter, ZDigital13 asks, so how much duct tape are you using to broadcast? Uh, none, none whatsoever. So thank you. Um, at least I don't have any. Do you, are you using any duct tape, Trent? I'm using all the duct tape. Okay, well, very good. Very good. And some bailing twine. And unfortunately, he's probably getting lots of video buffering. But I'm not surprised because of the number of video signals that are now flying all around this place. Yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm pumping out, We're pumping out audio, two different video signals, and um, I think uh, Carrier Pigeon might be being utilized as well. I, o- I only wish that we had a Scott somewhere to say, I can't push it any harder! You know, or an Englishman doing a very good job in the part. Yeah, well, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Because by the way, I I have to say, um, I don't know. Did you get to see Star Trek Beyond? Is the name of it? Is that the latest one? It is the latest one. You know, I haven't seen it, but I tell you what, you you know that I love me some Simon Pegg. I do. And I'm not and I'm not just talking about the strap on that I nicknamed Simon. Oh my goodness! Heyo, sir. I'd like to remind you that YouTube does have certain. Uh, content rules that we want. I I didn't curse. I, okay, that's true. You did not. <laughs> Have to give you that, sir. Uh, anyway, uh, by the way, Trent, Happy New Year. This is our first time having yeah, a discussion since so many things have gone. Oh, by the way, let, uh, again, let's just finish a thought, Will, once. Star Trek Beyond? Yeah. I have to say, of the rebooted Star Trek films, actually my favorite. Really? Yeah, it was directed by Justin Lin, so a lot of people are like, oh, great, so now we're going to get the uh, the fast Star Trek and the Furious. And was that his name? Oh, I think it was. that's funny. That's funny. I get it. So uh, we thought we were going to get that, but I have to admit, the way they the story came together, and it was co- I bring this up because it was co-written by Simon Pegg, and it really does. It comes off like a feature-length episode of the original series in many ways. Oh, see, and that's, dude, like, classic Roddenberry Star Trek outside of Roger Moore Star Trek is my favorite. And and the even, uh, it's not just a MacGuffin that's used in this movie. Uh, they actually, uh, you know, every element that, the, this is the part I appreciated from it, every element that was introduced into the story had uh-huh. a purpose to the story. It wasn't just a MacGuffin. It wasn't just the thing to get. It wasn't just the pro, you know, the thing that moves us along. It every part really came together extremely well. Yeah. And, and plus, there's a lot of side note jokes. Like at one point, they're talking about um, what may have happened to to some ship, and uh, Scotty says, "Oh, you know, a lot of people don't know. They say it could have been this, uh, it could have been that giant green hand in space." And I just had to oh, laugh. Shut because up. Because original series, there is the episode where there's a, you know, it literally is a big green hand in space that just holds onto the saucer. Yep. Because that's what happens when you go beyond, my friend. Well, yeah, and also when 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 you realize that you're going to get picked up into syndication, and you need a monster of the week sometimes. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you just need to. Uh, carry forward. Speaking of carry forward, uh, Trent. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of carry period. Uh, yes. I, I hate to bring it up, but got got to do it. Uh, this is the first time you and I have uh, have recorded uh, an episode since the passing of both Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, and I uh, am not ashamed to admit that I still am experiencing tears uh, in in this. I was attempting yesterday to watch. Some of the uh, Debbie Reynolds, Carrie Fisher documentary, Bright Lights, that's now available Man, on HBO. Man, which, yeah, I just barely found out about this. I heard it's fantastic. 
Well, it's it's an interesting thing to run if you first watch um, uh, Wishful Drinking, her Carrie Fisher's either 2010 or 2012 One Woman yes, Show special. and that one I have seen. So it, that's actually a good primer, I think, for this documentary, much in the same way that they have the uh, animation at the beginning of the movie Titanic to tell us just how the entire ship breaks apart. So that way, when we're in the past, we're not questioning what's going on. We're realizing... Right what parts of those horrible events uh, are occurring structurally. So that way we're in no way, shape, or form looking away from the story. Uh, Much in the same way, uh, we have this going on as well. You can use that, and that gives you Carrie's perspective and insight into what went on before you get into the story uh, of what went on. And, uh, you know, I was able to get a bit of the way through, and it's... uh, Bright Lights is definitely one of those things I would encourage anyone that was a fan of Carrie Fisher. Uh, yeah. If you were a fan of Princess Leia, yes. in both cases, you want to see this because they even have some footage of uh, like Fisher at a at a con, and she was at one of the fan expos somewhere. Uh, I made sure it wasn't fan X. But, yeah, uh, yeah, right, right. Uh, but, you know, and, and it shows uh, she has a certain moment and this one really hit me because not only is it true, but it's 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 nice to see that she gets to a place with this because uh, one of the points that you get out of many of her conversations or many of her performances or her writings is that at some point she has to come to grips with the fact that uh, her very appearance uh, she herself as a person is not her own. We, yeah. she, and and what I mean from this, the part that I really take away from, because it's got to be a bit of a burden. Like uh, people look at you, but they're not seeing you. They're seeing this character that they love. Oh, totally. It's 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 celebrity at its at its like K-pop finest. You know what I mean? You're 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 selling the 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 fantasy of this person, quote unquote, as opposed to the the reality that it is a person. Yeah, definitely. And uh, there's a nice moment, though, where she's talking and, you know, the person that she's that's uh, accompanying her there is like, yeah, she finally learned to uh, to embrace. She refers to the con appearances as lap dances, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also that she came to uh, to grips with a certain point of it. And, and she and in her own words, we get to hear her say, yeah, you know, it's just they they're looking at me, but they see her. And I realize that, OK, well, so I. That's true. I'm like the guardian of her. I'm the, you know, the 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 carrier of this and I'm I'm the protector of this for these people. Yeah. So, you know, it was just nice to hear because really that, that does have to fuck you up when you've got part of my language, but uh, when you've got, you know, uh, uh, your husband or ex-husband that's got is able to have a figure of you and that they can push needles into when they're annoyed by you. Oh god, dude. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's something. So anyway, I don't know uh, how did how did it hit you? Where were I, I, I? This is gonna be one of those defining things. It's like where were you? And I was sitting here in my home office, just about to look at the news. Yeah, when my wife sent me a message, which is crazy, right? Because uh, on on it was huge breaking news when it happened. Um, when you know when she had the heart attack on the flight or whatever, and then um, you know there was speculation, and and the latest like right before I went to bed or you know before i saw it there was speculation that oh she's she's doing a lot better and then the next update i saw was that she had passed away and and so like it, it's so weird because you gear yourself up for the worst and then you have this this like oh okay well fu- at least you know she'll be able to pull through maybe this will end up like a 
like a Tim Curry thing where, you know, he's never the same, but we still have him with us, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and then to hear the, the final news was crushing. Um, for me, man, Carrie Fisher is so interesting. Um, I'm going to, on the Twitter and then also on our Tumblr page, I'm throwing out um, with the hashtag NetHeads uh, uh, a link to an interview that Jesse Thorne from Maximum Fun Network did on Bullseye with uh, Carrie Fisher in 2013. That sh- and this is the most candid I've ever heard her speak about her her mental illness and and uh, the shock therapy that she went through and and kind of destigmatizes what shock therapy is and mental illness like uh, for for those of us who you know pretty much everyone uh, that deal with some sort of mental illness like she did such a great job in this interview it's very frank it's 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 really heartfelt definitely worth listening to but for me that was. That's what opened the door for me to her as um, more than a, a performer or being born into a very successful family, but being like kind of a champion for something. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it, she does joke in Wishful Drinking about that, too, that she has, uh, you know, received more honorary certificates for her mental Ill- illness than she ever has as, a, as an actress. Yeah. Or yeah. figure. Yeah, that's true. But and and hopefully, you know, that's something that that we can, along with Princess Leia, live uh, can can live on with her. I think the other very cool thing that happened this week, coming from um, the Star Wars camp, uh, was uh, there. There was a lot of, especially after this past um, uh, Rogue One, where we did see some a lot of uh, character recreation. Um, uh, from the original series into the the film, there was a lot of speculation as to what was going to happen with her likeness and image as um, Princess Leia, you know? Uh, so starwars.com and I'll uh, put this out as well. So you can, it's, it's only two paragraphs. I'll it's, 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 it puts all the rumors to rest though. We don't normally respond to a fan or press to fan or press speculation, but there is a rumor circulating that we would like to address. We want to assure our fans that Lucasfilm has no plans to digitally recreate Carrie Fisher's performance as Princess Leia or General Leia Organa. Carrie Fisher was, is, and always will be part of the Lucasfilm family. She was our princess, our general, and more importantly, our friend. We're still hurting from her loss. We cherish her memory and legacy as Princess Leia and will always strive to honor everything she gave to Star Wars. Not rad, dude. Like, like this is this is a company that has never responded to fan speculation. You know what I mean? Because there are a million fan speculation uh, theories, websites out there. I watched a 30-minute video uh, yesterday about how um, uh, Ren is actually uh, Obi-Wan's daughter, um, which was very convincing. Uh, but but they just <laughs> let it fly. I like the way you, you, you slip it. <laughs> hey, yeah, I got to say, too, their argument oh, seemed pretty on point. Um, but, but for, for them to make a statement like this and, and then to like, like put a line in the sand saying, and more importantly, our friend, that's something we're not going to do. Very cool. Yeah. Um, most definitely. Uh, it's just probably more than I would have expected from them. Um, and, and I had to say too, uh, you know, like with the. Uh, entire way that uh, Miss Fisher's uh, heart attack and passing panned out uh, in the media. Uh, I almost feel, in many ways, this is is one of those examples where uh, the the 
speed of the internet doesn't necessarily need to meet uh, our expectations on the news of uh, the speed of news. Agreed. Yep. Uh, I would much more. Uh, I would rather hear nothing and receive accurate updates when I get them than I would uh, hear speculation uh, frequently. Yeah. So, yep. and in this case too, this is one of those. I understand this is doesn't necessarily compare to other types of news media because we're also talking about. Uh, both uh, the uh, rights of the person that is sick in this case. Yeah. Uh, they're, they still have uh, specific government uh, protections around uh, their personal information. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and the rights to their image, et cetera. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's just one of those things where uh, we did receive a lot of information, and I don't think it, it really helped anyone in the long run. So maybe we all right. just need to kind of put a little less pressure on 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 content delivery i know it's hard to do when uh, like tmz sets a certain expectation as well yeah uh with with timeliness so it's it's a weird world where it it i guess this is just going to be the thing we're going to say every episode now trent it's just a weird world that we're living in it is it is and we've created ourselves so we can't really complain about it but we can definitely um filter it which is which is a good thing, I think, and take and take responsibility for the actions that that we that we've created. Definitely, and the other thing I would I would most uh, like to see too is that uh, if you're at the point where you're online and you are uh, with great vitriol, uh, either responding to comments about something you made a comment on politically, or uh, for whatever reason, you're like responding to the tweets of others that are political tweets, uh, and you're doing it with great vitriol and passion. Let me just say, please do me a favor. Take the conversation offline, take it outside, and take it face to face with your neighbors. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah. And I say that not only because uh, I'm at the point now where I am oversaturated both with news and opinions in the political arena, and I myself. Like yesterday, I took a news break. I wasn't going to look, and I didn't care. For those uh, 12 hours, I was taking myself out of the game. But more importantly, too, the reason why I say take them uh, in the real world instead of offline is because there is a natural type of uh, filtering and a natural type of reversion to civility that yeah. occurs. Oh, for sure, dude. When you have to uh, look somebody in the face. Just think of it as uh, you're driving down uh, the road, Trent, and you really, really, really need to get into the left-hand lane um or more to the point you know uh, yeah actually this is the case let's let's stick with this because let's say i'm in that left lane trent and then you yeah. are and hopefully i'm not saying too much about my personality here i'm not a, this is not my version of what friends am i uh person <laughs> right you know even though i i pretty much think i'm totally a phoebe but let's not get into this right now yeah buzzfeed you are the worst you're <laughs> fake news we all know that i i am a rachel not a joey there we go exactly so um so that's what but thank you for reminding me why that was actually in the front of my lobe as i'm sitting here ranting yeah, yeah, and yeah. raving yeah um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know like let's say in this scenario you're trying to really get into the left lane and i'm the guy that's able to either let you in or let not let you in now until yep. the point where you decide i am going to roll down my window and i am going to stick my face out the window to attempt to make contact with the other person so that they may let me in right or or the exact opposite right of of 
bullshit if you, you thought about it sooner and then like pull up right next to the other car as tightly as possible. Yes, that there is that possibility that I may <laughs> have done that. But more to the point, uh, it, it, it's it's an important thing to look at from both of those perspectives. Uh, when you're trying to get in, you're making that change from being behind the wheel to looking out your window in an attempt to make a human connection because much in the same way that I in the other car am looking at your vehicle, you're nothing but a a nameless, faceless vehicle until we make that eye contact. Exactly. And at that point, I it instantly humanizes the situation. And I am not saying this in a way that I wish my fellow Americans go out and, and censor themselves, but I really feel like we're getting to a point, and I apologize, I'll get off the soapbox sometime, uh, but I really feel where we are getting to a point where we are, we are, we are entering into a great uncivil war mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. where yeah uh, a so uh, yeah there's this like social war it's yeah i a mean blind social war yeah to the point where party lines are becoming the same uh they're just the very existence of party lines and adhering to them or, or being over passionate about your party lines um are are they're being blown out of proportion and and it, it much in the same way of any great uh, uh, disagreement. It's it's like uh, there is a complete vilification of the other side going yeah. on. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, by the way, folks, please, I understand whether you're Repu Republican, Democrat, Independent, Green Party, whatever you are, you still have to remember that at the core base of it, you're still an American as well. Mm -hmm. And that means something, okay? It means that there are going to be a chosen few that are going to have so much pride in their country that they are willing to sign up for active duty at a time where Oof. where great aggression is happening. And they stand yeah. for us and our rights to sit around and whine and sip our lattes and, and have our Amazon Echoes and all the other bullshit like that even goes on in my life that I, I cling to for whatever reason. There yeah, are people and, that and, do that, okay, yeah, so and, that you can sit there and be an armchair critic. Totally. S signing up because they want to support the country, not, you know, whether or not they, they agree with, with the, the tasks they're given or not. You know what I mean? That, for me, is the true sign of, of patriotism, is, is doing, um, it, like, that's the ultimate enactment of the democratic process, right? of of the republic process I, I should say of of you know doing what's what has been told to you is the best regardless of your beliefs do you know what i mean like that's oh that's 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 tough yeah so uh anyway my whole point is that uh when when you're living within the isolation of your own space it's very easy to armchair critic or become so extremely passionate about your your views or opinions to the point where you do lose sight of the fact because uh, people are nothing but digital names and avatars and everything else uh, mm -hmm. until you have that actual interaction and humanize them. And I really feel that that's kind of the way that these types of things should be discussed as well because you've got to get to the point where you're out in the real world taking action if you really do hope to make any change, okay? It's yep. not, it's, folks... Can we all stop lying to one another, okay? Your <laughs> online, unless you're trying to get Deadpool made after seeing leaked footage, your online petition isn't going to do jack and shit in the world of politics. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am oh, I wrong? It's, it's true. And and uh, honestly, dude, if, if anything happens from the crazy 
uh, national political scene that we have right now. I hope, and it has for me at least, it's it's it inspires a a renaissance in local politics for people to get involved at a level that they can affect things, and then hopefully it'll be from a bottom up movement. Yeah, definitely. Because and I, and I mean I mean I do not mean, uh, but I want to make like a specific point uh, because I have heard people ask this question in my world, okay? And they've said uh and I and I'm paraphrasing here, but you know, yeah. How exactly did Donald Trump become our president? And and the thing that like uh I find very interesting that you have to remember is that uh he became the president because there were enough Republicans during the primaries that were passionate enough to go out and vote for him. That's yeah. the reason why. So he is the Republican candidate. But I also wanted to 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 just pose a certain thought to you, Trent, that I that I find kind of funny in a way, because uh, I think it's very obvious from the tone of certain politicians during the campaigns uh, that they were not necessarily favorable uh, towards their candidate for president. <laughs> but at that point, they have no choice. You're given the you know, the the people spoke and the people told the Republicans who they wanted running for president. Mm -hmm. But now you've got the politicians that both have to work with him, but also uh, during the campaigns were very vocal against them, against him. So, I, you know, in some ways, I know this may come as a shock, Trent, but I, I kind of feel sorry <laughs> for President-elect Trump at this point because, I mean, the guy is uh, taking everything else out of consideration. He is probably, uh, regardless of some of the things we've seen put out in front of the media— uh, it is probably a very heated situation that he's even trying to come into office with just from the, the political alignment standpoint alone. Right. You know, that it, it, it just it, it, it's funny to think, uh, you know what, I got something else, but I'm not going to talk about it. Forget it. Okay. I want to talk about some fun stuff. Well, the thing is, here's OK. So talking about this, this saturation of, you know, kind of tying into of of instant news. Uh, as we were talking about with Carrie Fisher's passing and uh, the constant um, bubble that we've created around ourselves in in politics and just immediate accessibility um, from work, from everything else. I have an idea, Will, and I, I'm, I'm reaching out to the, to the NetHead Nation to try and help me solve this problem somehow um, because as I've – well, it got me thinking, right? Um, along with with tech, and this is where I'll I'll bring it all back in home. Uh, within two years, you will not be able to buy a phone with a three point five millimeter audio jack, right? For people like me who love their big headphones, uh, who who are kind of audiophiles, uh, this creates a bit of a problem. Um, and so I started looking for uh, portable music players, right? And on top of it, there's a, there's a few things that I want in a portable musical player. I want something that's affordable. I want something uh, that I can use my my regular headphones with. I want something that ideally would be able to sync to my premium Spotify account and download uh, playlists that I've created. And I want an analog controller so that if I'm skiing or if I'm motorcycling, I can just skip to the next song, feel it in my coat, skip to the next song, right, without having to pull it out, find it, skip, create a playlist, blah, 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 right? This does not exist, Will. 
And I think with this with this trend of no longer having a 3.5 millimeter jack, I think I'm not going to be the only person who is going to want something like this, something that I that embraces technology but distances itself from accessibility so that if I want to go bicycling for 30 minutes, I can still use tech and have a good experience listening to the music that I'm paying for but not be accessible via email, via text, via whatever for work, this, that, and the other. So if anyone can find something, the only thing I've found along these lines is a kick-started uh, music player that's essentially a... a uh, iPod Shuffle, the worst of the iPods, uh, that will sync with Spotify. That is the only thing I've been able to find. Why, why Amazon hasn't put out a new Fire MP3 music player that syncs to, say, like your, your Spotify, or excuse me, your Amazon Premium account, uh, or Music Unlimited account, makes no sense to me. I'm just, I'm just saying, this is a million dollar idea. I'm putting it out there because I don't have the money or uh, ambition to develop it myself. Someone find it. <laughs> I look forward to everyone sending you those 450 gazillion. Let me Google that for your results. <laughs> right. No, that's just it though. Like I have, I have scoured the internet for this thing and it doesn't exist, but it makes so much sense to me. Additionally, like the, I thought about this as I was skiing the other day, the fact that I'm taking an $800 computer essentially putting it in my coat just so I can do what a, what a tape cassette Walkman could do. And I'm snowboarding in, in like the wet and the cold and the danger of falling and breaking it. I'm just like, this is the dumbest fucking idea <laughs> I have ever, this is the most irresponsible thing I've ever done with $800. And I opened up a comic book store for Christ's sake. <laughs> Like By the way, I just have to commend you, man. Uh, you know, if, if I can just address the, the quickly dropped elephant in the room, I just have to say, man, you have, have uh, and I mean this in the best way possible, you have taken uh, the Death Ray Comics brick and mortar store <laughs> and you have taken it to the instant uh, point of, of deprecation that that Kevin, you've done it. You've done this at a at a Kevin Smithian level at how fast you've adopted it. Is what I'm saying, <laughs> right? You know, you are just you are crushing it in in that oh, respect. You're like, man. oh well, I've got this, but it, but you know what though? That's that's the way it it is. You know, we're we oh, totally man. Life is nothing but experience. So you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to to focus on all of the all, all of the dark times that may have occurred or resulted from that, or are you going to focus like I was thinking about this the other day because uh, for the longest time my Twitter profile banner or some banner somewhere for something maybe NetHeads uh, yeah. on air, you know, it's us sitting in your comic book shop hosting yeah. a show with Kevin Smith and Jason Muse. Top top ten moment, top five moment of my life. Now, uh, let's put this into perspective. You know, if you could put a monetary figure on it, how much do you think you would have paid out of pocket? Let's yeah. Let's regard regardless of 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 where the money will come from, Trent. How much would you have paid to out of pocket to be able to sit down for two hours with both Kevin Smith and Jason Muse on a show yeah. you were doing? Right. Like, like I honestly, it's, it's something that's almost incalculable because like I would, 
that's that's a bucket list. You know what I mean? How much would you pay to to scratch off number two on your bucket list? Still waiting for number one. A girl's gonna let me inside of her one day. You know, <laughs> just hold out hope, buddy. <laughs> It'll happen. You just you, you keep hoping, buddy. Uh, really though, like it, it it's true. It's it's just one of those things. Like, y- yeah, and that's a great perspective to put onto it too. Is like, you know what? Every time I I send that five hundred dollar payment into the uh, credit card that I maxed out to trying to run a store. It was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. Well, yeah, you're just it now you're paying the dividends after and not in, in, or not even dividends, but you're, you're paying. Yeah. Uh, it's a debt that could, uh, what I'm trying to say is, yes, you yes. know, you never would have had this experience had you not had the, des- and so maybe if you want to look at, at life as this great, uh, a game of fate that you know maybe it was because you made this decision so you could have that moment and then all the lessons you're taking from that and having that special memory help inform you for other things in your future that will be better yes. you know exactly. uh, yep you know i myself uh i i've i've made choices and afterwards you learn how bad they were but they help inform you and they make you grow so yep and you know, not to quote Doctor Who, but you know, but. Uh, one of my favorite, um, and the cool thing about using OBS, if we weren't already maxing out the pipe here, uh, I could pull up the same YouTube clip I'm referring to now and play it, yeah, but yeah, I'm not yeah. going to. Uh, but one of my favorite um, speeches in Doctor Who from the Matt Smith era actually comes from the time when he is is going through his regeneration, and mm-hmm. and it because it was just. It you could tell that 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 Matt Smith's doctor was special to um, Stephen Moffat because yep. uh, this was just like he gave the actor everything you might want to say about playing the part yeah. and providing life lessons because you never know where life lessons are going to come from, folks. Surprisingly enough, a lot of my life lessons that have proven to benefit my life come from Kevin Smith. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'm just saying, as a listener, as a guy who listens to his stuff, uh, because he really does that. He shines a light instead of uh, cursing the darkness. And there's something to be taken from that. But anyway, um, during that speech, you know, Matt Smith says, uh, you know, we're we're always different people during our lives, but that's okay because you gotta you gotta learn, you gotta keep on moving and keep on growing. And, yeah. and and like even that 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 helped put a lot of things in in perspective because you know there are there are moments uh, where we we've, we've all made mistakes like I can think of one time this is a very simple one uh, but in the grand scheme of things it had a really bad impact like not knowing what you're doing when you're playing with your 401k account and then the next thing yep. you know you have inadvertently. Uh, sold off a bunch of stocks to reinvest in other ones, and and just mere months later, you will have lost a shit ton of money. Yep. Uh, yeah. Guilty. I've done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's it's yeah it's it's funny because uh, along with this whole thing, I mean, uh, Kevin him himself went through a similar thing. You know, where after Red State, he he stood up at Sundance and kind of, you know, said, you know what, movie industry, fuck you guys. I'm your pieces of shit came back, decided he wanted to make movies again and decided that he had to prove to people that he was worth being entrusted again. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and now he's done it and he's back into it. So uh, it's, it's just interesting. The, the things that we can gleam off of other people's experiences and then be like, 
to see it objectively from from uh, a distance and then push that back on yourself being like oh shit that's exactly what like happened to me blah 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 you know what i mean well and and bringing it back both to kevin smith and carrie <laughs> fisher recently uh both on babylon and on smodcast he shared the story uh, of uh you know her saying something offhand about the movie jane silent bob strike back and he emails her and her response was great because she's like have you fallen victim to the internet you know the internet yep. is a microscope it takes something really infinitely small and makes it way bigger than it is and yep. you've got to learn to turn the microscope around which for an artist i think that is and you know in many ways actually you know what it's not true it's for anybody anything in your life you know, I, you got to make sure, are you looking at it the right way? Are you making something small very big? Are you making something uh, very big too small? Or yeah. are you just looking at it objectively and it's just right? Uh, yeah. Suddenly I, I went to Goldilocks and the Three Bears. I don't know how I got there, and I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, you, in fact, you sent me a link um, this week, um, and it's kind of inspired me to to do a, a piece on Smodco News that's that's right about this. Of all places... It's coming from womensrunning.com. <laughs> this is right. This is somebody that got got an inspirational bit from Kevin Smith yeah. that held them to be a better runner. Yeah, and and it, it is it's By it's the sure, way, I don't think I don't think it will it will be well for us Trent if it gets back to Kevin how much we were chuckling during that, but go on. <laughs> no. <laughs> Touche. Um for, for the women's side, not the running side, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, it's beautifully written and, and she talks about how, you know, it's, it's really great that in this, um, uh, trend of, of body positivism right now, body type positivity, um, regardless of what you're like, uh, of your body type or, or how you look being okay with that and wanting to be the best you, um, she kind of prefaces it with all that. She says, but sometimes the best running advice comes from a very unlikely source. And then she goes on and, and, and tells a story how one of, uh, Kevin's posts, um, inspired her to not really care about what uh, other people say about what she's doing and and doing it because it, it means a lot to her. So I went to my go my go to Facebook group right now, uh, and we've talked about it in the past, the world of Kevin Smith. Um, and I just threw up there saying like, Hey, has 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 Kevin Smith inspired you to take on life in a more positive aspect? So, or better said, a way that that helps you to be more emotionally healthy or even physically healthy. Um, and it's so cool because I've gotten all these responses from some really cool, intimate stories about, you know, uh, certain posts or certain things that Kevin has said specifically that has then inspired them to to kind of be like, you know what, I'm going to be OK um, or or I, I can do this and it doesn't matter what other people think because it means something to me. Anyway, um, long story short, I would suck Kevin so hard right now. Well, that's good to know. By the way, uh, also I got to tell everyone. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I'm I, the worst. <laughs> like I, I have absolutely no sequitur for this. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna drop this is, blowing this is the thing the guy. I'm doing. But now, if he showed up, I'd be like, okay. Uh, never mind. <laughs> no gag reflex. It's fine. <laughs> you know, the best part is right now with uh, so much that we're uh, throwing out there, Trent. That uh, yeah, you're virtually coming through as a slideshow at this point. <laughs> So, no. so these parts, this is just great, especially seeing all these these chance moments. But I have to tell you, one of the things that I realized when I was talking to uh, uh, Big Bad uh, Jimmy V on uh, episode 237, uh, which you can find available at smutcast.com, mm -hmm. uh, is uh, that uh, I've determined in looking at the thumbnails for our video show 
yeah. that there must be an algorithm that's running that basically determines that you are are nicer to look at than me. <laughs> because we often joke, and it really is true, though, I see the waveforms as well about how much uh, people talk on the show, uh, you know, the greater. So the way the numbers skew, really, I should have a two and three chance of becoming the thumbnail because, of course, I'm too lazy to make custom ones. Yeah, um, yeah. And 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 more t- more often than not, I think it's more of an eight out of ten times, or well, you know, if you want to bring that down to four four out of five times, uh, you know, I'm overcomplicating math. I'm sorry. I want, but eight out of ten times sounds a lot more impressive than four out of five, right? Yeah. No, actually, I, I it sounds so. clo- four out of five sounds closer than right. eight out of ten. Uh, yeah. which which it should because it's which, a large yeah, which, never which mind. would go down to four fifths. Why did we talk math? I don't know, but yeah, but four out of five times it chooses you as the thumbnail for the video. Yeah. So I'd like to congratulate you on being yes. officially uh, NetHeads 2016 uh, Man of the Year. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to. I'd like to thank everyone for this uh, al- algorithmic honor. It's it's been a a, a a choice of mine that that my um... <laughs> that the maths would always choose me yeah, at some time. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you put enough things out there, eventually uh you're you're gonna beat the house so i'd I'd like to appreciate that speaking of beating the house your house will Corey d that's voss 451 on twitter says i so have that same doctor who blanket i saw that that on the back of your uh your um and i didn't know it was a blanket so that's that's actually awesome like you can be in the tardis anytime or underneath it basically (gasps) a tardis snuggie is that a thing (laughs) You know what? If not, I should just get another one of these things and make my own. Put <laughs> so together, make a TARDIS poncho. But no, I, I uh, you know, the reason why it's back there is because occasionally I have been draping a blanket over me only because um, the uh, room that I use here uh, as office space, it does have a double door so I can better balance the, the airflow. However, sure, sure, sure. with the machines, one person constantly in here breathing, and because it's winter, the heat comes on. Mm-hmm. It is so hard to balance the the temperature in the room. So Ugh. sometimes I've got to have the fan on to be able to survive while the heater is going. But then I I have to get up to go turn off the fan, so it's just easier to put a throw over me and look like you know my nana. But whatever. Uh, but in this case, my <laughs> this uh, not Christmas this year, but Christmas last year, I received uh, this Tardis blanket as a gift along with Tardis slippers. So. Uh, yeah, so that's why it's back there, and I, I did specifically try and make it so that it was a little more TARDIS friendly. But it is one; of, it's just a nice blanket. Also, the other reason why it's in my office is because for some reason, uh, my youngest Blair uh, got it into it that it's a game that she can sit on the blanket in the in the area like between my feet, hand oh, uh-huh. hand me the bottom of the blanket, and then make her a blanket swing. Oh, so yeah, now, yeah. So now I'm getting warm, but I'm not getting warm because I am, I'm I'm under my blanket. I'm getting warm because uh, basically I'm entertaining my child and being forced into exercise. Yeah, you, you you've created a human uh, hammock. Yes. So naturally, <laughs> uh, rather than making sure my child is happy, instead I hid the blanket in my office. So. <laughs> Now that I say that out loud, I realize I've made yeah. a bad choice. Well, and if you're like me, I have to have. In fact, I I've just uh, I've used a uh, uh, a single bed like a single bed sized sheet um, to color appropriate for the room on my recliner because oh it's a leather recliner will and it just gets so hot and my re- heart starts racing while I'm playing Street Fighter and I get so sticky to the leather that I need a barrier that will help Ooh. soak up the the moisture between me and that cow skin well Trent speaking of moisture Ooh. and speaking of sticky 
Please. I got something that's going to probably give you a little bit of both. Oh, you, you, you had me at sticky, but go on. Trent, I have never been happier in my life to read an ad. Oh, folks, you... And I'll tell you why. That, it's because, the, that might be the truest statement that's ever been uttered and on I'll the netheads. I'll tell you specifically why. The reason why is because uh, it's one thing to read an ad in the hopes that people will click a link. It's another uh, to read an ad when you firmly believe in the product. And Trent, I believe in Loot Crate. Oh, oh, do you ever? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I, I'll make an, uh, first of all, look at all the kind of stuff that you get. You know, there are theme boxes, whatever they are. It could be Galaxy. It could be Delivery, Versus, Alien, Assassin's Creed, uh, Rebellion, uh, you know, all these different ones that we had from last year. But look at this. This is a figurine of the Planet Express, uh, Express uh, ship from Futurama. Oh. And this is from Quality Mechanics, and it is just gorgeous, dude. It's on, and it's on a little stand, like you know, like when, you, like when you buy like the, yeah. the, 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 the ship replicas from Star Wars or from Star Trek. Yes, and this is the kind of stuff that you get in Loot Crate. It's, it's a blind box, but it's every box is themed, and you get to look forward to it. Like this week, this uh, month's theme trend, Origin Sunday, going old school. This, yeah, this January, you can see where it all started and explore the iconic origins. With historic items featuring Superman, Captain America, Mario, oh, oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, oh, Eastman Laird, original Teenage Turtles. Oh. Also, monthly, you get a t-shirt, guaranteed, plus an exclusive pin. If you look over my shoulder here in the studio, Trent, there's I'm an looking. array of pins. And, and Ooh, of yeah. those pins, uh, this top row, all of those are the loot pins, because I'm like, what do I do with these? I yeah. stick them in foam. Uh, yeah. This is great. Now, sometimes, I, like, I actually wasn't home when one of my crates came in. And mm -hmm. it was waiting for me, and I did not realize it. And recently, I was cleaning my office, and I discovered this. Uh, Dude, that's 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 like second Christmas. It really was today, because Quantum Mechanics is the name of the company. Uh, they make these Q figs, and look at this one. This is a Harley Quinn figurine. Omg! Complete with the dog, and it's got it. She's oh, on a stand. Oh, it does have the dog. And it said, uh, "Hi, Puddin' Miss Me." You can put as a word balloon right on there. How can you resist this kind of stuff? Now, folks, uh, let me tell you something. Though. The important thing to remember, uh, if you're going to subscribe, you want to subscribe now. Because once the 19th comes uh, at 9 p.m. Pacific, this crate, gone. Gonzo, you cannot get it anymore. <laughs> so if you're on a quest for Epic Gear housewares and collectibles, you want Loot Crate. If you want the best surprise you always know is coming, you want Loot Crate. You want to give a geek to a uh, gift to a geek in your life and you don't know what to get them, you get them Loot Crate. And, and I'm so happy to announce that if you go to uh, lootcrate.com forward slash netheads and use the offer code netheads, you can get $3 off any subscription. So go oh. there now. Netheads or lootcrate.com forward slash netheads. Use netheads, $3 off a subscription. Loot Crate, get it. There we go. Dude, I'll tell you what, uh, an, uh, a quick little awesome thing. Let's, let's see that fig again with the dog. Oh, okay, hold on. I, I the, gotta... the heart, yeah, the heart. Yeah, I know, but big. I don't. It, I, I'm, I'm, Trent. I was working in the moment. I was busy. By the way, it's a bobble. Oh, hammer. even better, dude. It's a sweet. bobble hammer. Oh, so um, uh, Chad Harden, who does the art for the Harley Quinn comic book, uh, written uh by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmati. Uh, he uh, lives here in Utah, and he was at. He's been to a couple of the, our comic cons here in Salt Lake. He, uh, we were doing a panel on comic book censorship. And he had a very, like, cute, funny story uh, about the one of the only times he's ever been censored. Um, and it was he he was drawing the Harley Quinn comic, which does feature her dog, 
and he wanted to draw it anatomically correct, you know, and this and Harley Quinn does not. She does not castrate. Uh, she, she believes that that a, that a dog should have its all of its its parts naughty and natural. And so he he just drew the dog with, you know, a healthy set of nuts on it, <laughs> as most dogs do. <laughs> and that's the only time, well, you know, that they were like, ah, you know, you you might need to erase this part right here. Yeah, it's a little, uh, it's a little <laughs> on the nose. But then again, like if you've ever read any of well, the, o- uh, only if you're sniffing back there, is it on the nose? Good point. Very good point. <laughs> or, or if you have the unfortunate cotton ball uh, incident that the alchemist does in uh, Adventure <laughs> Brothers. Yes. By the way, uh, look, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, I've been going through, uh, you know, back problems, heart problems, all this jazz. And it got to a point where I, I couldn't sleep in my own room because of the amount uh-huh. of pain that was occurring. I was moving too much. I was upsetting my wife. So I, I got a hold up in one of the other rooms. And, and one of the things I was doing every night when I went to sleep is uh, playing Adult Swim has a 24-7 Venture Brothers stream that go- just goes and goes and oh, goes. yes. And uh, the only unfortunate thing I found is that my sleep schedule always kept just dropping me basically in season one or season five. And it only yeah, went yeah, up yeah. to five on there. But it was just, it was so fun to get re-familiar uh, with some of these uh, elements uh, from Venture Brothers. Uh, because there's like so much went on and so much has just gone on in life in general that that you forget uh, a lot of the, just the great things that they got away with on this show in the beginning. Oh my God, dude. You know, right down to Brock uh, dealing with his his female nemesis, and he just stands up. Obviously, a massive erection. He's just like, "I gotta go take care of something." Yeah, <laughs> so good. Oh, uh, speaking of which, by the way, Trent, I, I also just want to point out that uh, Justin Roiland tweeted uh, just the other day, just last night, I think. He's like, "Where's season three at?" Question mark. And it's just like, "Oh, you you vicious cock, you dick." Yeah, pretty you much, dick. Uh, those of you that don't know Justin Roiland, uh, one of the two creators of Rick and Morty, and we are oh, all just oh, geez, Rick. feverishly waiting for it because we were told, you know, they set our expectations on getting a new season way off in the future. Yeah. And, and now uh, we're just chomping at the bit to uh, get it. And and they, they've teased us that it's coming soon. So white people problems, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Trent, uh, I think one of the things we should discuss, too, let me turn back to the wall of nerd here. <clears throat> because I uh, want to, uh, I teased before the uh, vacation. I, I wanted to to get the loot crate commercial out of the way before we discuss this because I got my Christmas gift from Trent. Trent got his Christmas gift from me. Oh, I'll talking go, about and I built surprise, up surprise boxes that come in the mail. I uh, I I would talked it up because I thought uh, you know of any gift I could give Trent that would be the most appropriate. But first, let's talk about mine real quick. Uh, the quite cumbersome but yet oddly comfortable. Twelfth uh, Doctor's <laughs> new sonic screwdriver. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, which, by the way, unlike previous models, Trent, uh, four different. Well, actually, that's not true. The War Doctors also had four different modes, uh, but this one has four different modes as well. You got a standard sounding with the green Ooh, light. That, yeah. Another familiar sound with the blue. But but check this out. Wait a second. Got pulsing green. Ooh. And rotating blue. Will, you know, here's the thing. Yeah. Seeing something so thank like you. that. I love it. Seeing something like that really inspires me to follow my true passion, which is Dildonics. Yes, we all know. The uh, Dildonic Institute <laughs> still not yet open, but uh, that's, you know, look, yeah. you got, give yourself a little distance from the comic shop, then you yeah. get into the, the yeah. full-blown. It, no, 
ab- absolutely, absolutely. And and speaking of uh, dildonics, things that uh, you stick in meat. Well, oh, maybe, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this is a company that's been around for a very long time, right? Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, essentially, with our president-elect tried to rip off the model of this company at one point and famously has failed miserably. Um, I'm talking about the original Omaha Steaks, baby. Yes, that's right. I decided that the best gift I could possibly give Trent was just a big old box of meat. And Will was like, one, step one, put your meat in a box, step two. You put a label on the box, uh, you <laughs> ship the box, and that's the way they get it. Uh, oh, my God, dude. I've got, I've got tenderloins. I've got chicken breasts. I've, I've got snossages. Dude, like, it's this sampler pack of all my favorite things. Well, I, mean, here, I, don't want, I don't want to say that I was setting a certain mental expectation with delivery. <laughs> uh, but if you had listened during the holidays to Hollywood Babylon, I actually took advantage of the Hollywood ba- Babylon offer code. Oh, and, nice. Uh, okay, yeah. And, and I, I sent you the family pack of meat, Trent. <laughs> But I already know because your dad gives you meat as well, so I know you got yeah. a freezer. Oh, dude, it's always full. Well, actually, it's it's waned because, uh, you know, I I usually get my my meat in the spring after we kill off some of the bum calves, and uh, or steers, and uh, it's it's winter time right now. Will? Yeah, you're in that you're in that point where you know if you hadn't been conserving <laughs> before. Yeah. Yeah, I completely understand. As a matter gotta, of fact, gotta, my freezer to the well. Yeah, my freezer now just has like whatever randomly we could put into it and about 101 ice packs from Blue Apron just so it runs efficiently. <laughs> because uh, you know, we're in between we 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 ourselves are also in between steers. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I literally have four T-bone steaks left in the freezer. But I just decided that one of the best gifts I could give you, sir, was a gigantic box. And this thing had everything. Like I said, it had Filet mignon, sirloin, yep. there were yep. uh, chicken breasts. They even, I think they even provide, there's some brats, some au gratin. Yep. Yep. So they even gave you some cheesy potatoes. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. that was the other thing that like surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, so I just figured, and, and you know, this way, you know, it's not like, and, and this is in no way an knock, but it's not like the sonic screwdriver. It's a fun little novelty, but, but I literally gave a gift that's going to become part of you, Trent. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take it inside of me, and then it's going to become Will. A part of him. Oh, holy moly, folks! Yeah. That's it. That's a that's a mic drop moment. I don't yeah. I don't think there's any point in going on from here. So uh, you know what? Until next time, folks. My name is Will, and I'm Trent, and you've been listening to another edition of the Heads on Smodco Internet Radio, available at smodcast.com. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. Signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. NetHeads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir... Only at Smodcast.com. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little embarrassed to admit something now. Talk to me, Goose. Um, okay, so I, I figured out the stinger. We can always use this for the stuff we forgot. Uh, yeah. So I forgot to mention uh, just very briefly, because, you know, this is such just uh, first world problems, but it's not even sure. a problem. I, I excitedly accidentally discovered the other day that the, uh, the Amazon Echo... 
Yeah. Uh, works with the Logitech uh, multi uh, remote control <gasps> hub that I bought. Yeah. 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 I can literally now tell the Echo to uh, turn on TV and even to go to a channel. Echo, turn on TV, Echo, Comedy Central. Oh, thank God I didn't have to reach for the remote. Thank God. I just, I, it's, <laughs> it's two feet away. I could have gotten up and gotten cardiac oh, arrest, yeah, Trent. Yeah, I tell you what, since I didn't put down my sheet, I'm already stuck to the to the leather sofa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I couldn't peel myself off to grab the remote. Not at all. That's so disgusting. Uh, it's it's a real world problem that I that I confront every day.